0: Alright, welcome everyone, once again, to the MMOs.com podcast, episode 135 here, Haltai, joined this week by... Mary? What the hell is that? It's Gumbel. And Gumble. There he is, there he is. Look, Look
1: at this, the soft, voice. soft uh, jazz music right here on the MMOs.com podcast. We have the smoothest MMOs.com <laughs> news coming at you, huh? Oh,
2: Gumby, I like that voice. You should rock that voice for the entire podcast. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to fake that. Yeah, it's hard. I don't have a radio
1: voice. I'm too pretty.
2: <laughs> Gumby is our is our guest this week, and we're going to talk a lot
0: about fun stuff, as usual. And we will uh, catch up with what he's been up to, which uh, I guess we should
1: this... do that first. I can summarize it real quick. I've okay. been uh, hustling, you know? I stand on the corner, and I sell pictures of starships to young kids. And I say, hey, <laughs> starships are coming out, and one day you're going to be really rich. And so that's how I've been surviving, you know? It's been it's oh. hard work, you know, hustling uh, JPEGs, but uh, it, it it pays enough.
2: Learn from the Do you best buy alter ego Chris Roberts.
1: Yeah. Well I'm trying to channel, you know, our
2: Lord and Savior Chris Roberts. <laughs> That's actually a pretty interesting way to describe what he does. He hustles JPEGs. He sells JPEGs to children, promising games. I like get, it. You wanna play a great game? <laughs> a couple years it. <laughs> It's still happening. Just a couple more years. Happen. There's actually yeah, I mean, still no release date for that game at all. Like, it, it's amazing so. that there's no release date. Like, come on, put something out there as like a goal at least. You know, nothing.
0: Uh, I also Gumba, you told me a story a few like a few weeks back about uh, your Vert coins, your crypto story of how you thought you had a free, three k waiting for you.
1: I thought I had a couple grand. Yeah. All
0: right. You want to get? No, no, th- nothing. But- uh, that's uh, a fun a story. A couple so. of
1: years ago, I used to mine cryptocurrency, and mm. um. I basically built my own computer case out of wood so I could get three graphics cards on one motherboard. So I had, and the case was so shoddily built that the graphics cards were actually the pivot that held the whole frame together. So it was actually leaning. I wish I still had a picture, Uh, but anyway, I learned the bare bones of Linux, and I mined Vertcoin and a couple other like shit coins like Potcoin and some other BS ones, and. you know, I put my USB away. I gave up after a while. After my parents, at the time I was living with them, said, holy shit, our electric bill is through the roof. What the fuck are you doing? So I <laughs> stopped. And so I went back home. I flew home for Christmas, and I thought, oh, my God. All the whole market's up. I'm going to make some money. And then it. I went, I looked at the frame with the motherboard still there. I sold the graphics cards off. And then I realized, oh, my God. The USB I was running Linux on to mine these coins, I reformatted that USB years ago oh, so no. I could store movies for Roku or something on it. So I did not have a couple grand. Uh, and, you know, it's okay. I, learned, I had on. a lot of fun. I will say this. Uh, mining when I did was a lot of fun because it, it was a lot scummier than it is now. So today, I mean, I won't go into too much detail, but basically a couple of years ago, people who had Twitter followers would just go, Hey, hey, this coin, buy this one. And they would just pump and dump a new (laughs) coin every day. So everyone would rush to buy these coins and try and make a quick buck, but it was always a scam. Uh, So I was part of that and it was fun. I had fun doing it. I mean, whatever. That's good. That's the whole point. If you have fun, it doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) And and that's why I still recommend mining for people who want to get into crypto. It's one thing to just dump 5K and buy some, like, buy like a half of a. Bitcoin right? and just say, oh, I'm going to get rich. But you're not connected to it. You're not enjoying the experience. Right. If you just spend that 5K on an Ethereum mining rig, you, you know what? You're going to be involved. You're going to learn, like you said, Linux. I bet that was the first time you actually booted up Linux. I,
1: I was going to say, you, you learn the barest, bare bones of Linux to do that stuff, to mine. But oh my God, you feel like a genius. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay. You feel like the smart, you're like, you're walking with your chest puffed out. You start putting tape on your glasses. You feel like the smartest guy in town. When you, you a command learn? prompt
2: window open on your screen and yeah, you yeah. into it, you feel like I'm a fucking lead hacker, boy. Hacker man. <laughs> but it's, yeah, It's something
0: totally like the commandos are like CMDR mine, space mm-hmm. mine, You're like, yeah,
1: lead hacker.
0: <laughs> okay. Good times. Yeah, and I really think, you, not just learning Linux, but the whole experience, the whole environment, the yeah. community, you know, you really feel invested. It, you get something out of it. I think that will mm-hmm. go on more than whatever gains or losses you have after. Uh-huh. No, I agree. It's interesting times. And uh, actually, with that, guys, look at that segue I, I introduced. We're gonna go right to the weekly rate. You used me. Yeah, I you
3: used that segue.
2: Got
0: got. Your story was just fodder, okay? All oh right. my god. And uh, so this week, I ask, uh, will crypto coins find their way into MMOs? And uh, we know by reading these white papers for a lot of these shit coins, <laughs> they all they each promise some new bullshit. You know, I, I was actually reading about one yesterday called Poet Coin. Uh, somehow it's going to be used by creative people to like digitally sign their articles they write whatever I don't I think it's bullshit But yeah. that got me thinking maybe there's an actual use for these if not in the real world uh, At least in gaming uh, yeah. And the closest parallel I could find was A lot of big companies like Nex- Nexon already have a unified currency premium currency among their games like NX cash right So it works in Story. it works in Vindictus Imagine if something players did in game, achievements or perhaps something they did off game like doing surveys or whatever some bullshit earned you this Nexon coin which you could use in game, trade, etc. it would have value. People would want to, you know, get it. And obviously Nexon can just issue as many as they want, so they want it too. It's free money. Yeah. Thoughts? Round table?
2: Uh, it's never going to happen. There's really? already a few um there's already a few out there. I don't know if you heard of something called uh but we talked about Never Die coins, Maybe we talk yep. about that first. There's something called game credits. Uh, they're already out there. They're worth like 230 million dollars. I, I don't know why. And I'm looking at their website, and it seems like it's like the most useless thing in the world. So let me go ahead and look that to you. Maybe you can go and just take a look at their website real quick. So yeah, if you look on there, if you look at the scroll down to the, the benefits, it's some cur- It's it just supposed to be a cryptocurrency used for um what? For game developers. Did have this? Yeah, for oh, game developers and players. I didn't if know If you this. scroll down to the benefits page, I, I don't even get it. Like go to for for uh, for developers, their benefits, right? Receive payments faster, blah, blah, blah. It says game over for cheaters. That number seems bullshit to me because they say, game over for cheaters, 50 to 99% of all virtual good purchases are fraudulent. Game credits are based on the blockchain. Transactions are permanent with 0% chance for fraud. There's no way 50 to 99% of all virtual good purchases are fraudulent. That number is pulled from the straight out of somebody's ass.
0: Whoa, whoa. It depends how they define fraudulent. If trading the currency, if RMT is by itself not allowed in the TOS... Then the whole transaction is fraudulent
2: there's no way 50
1: Whoa! Well, 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 before we How get into the specifics
2: that?
1: yeah i want to point out something i we're talking about never die here no this no, is, no this no. is game credits this game. is game credits oh, okay. Okay, okay. We, we, we jump we jump we're jumping all over the place oh my because i just wanted to point out that never die token and maybe mm. this has been brought up before i think it has but it has a really great supporter uh did you know do you know who supports never die token maybe someone in chat knows uh, oh, my favorite person in it's, the uh, world, it's Shroud of the Avatar, which definitely <laughs> shows me that Shroud of the Avatar is just really pushing the boundaries of what gaming can do by adopting this <laughs> bullshit coin called Never Die that I've never heard of. That means Shroud of the <laughs> Av- Avatar is never going to die, right? And Lord, Lord British is definitely doing a great thing for the industry. Honestly, you just got to respect them, man.
2: Wow. You, 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 have to respect, you have to respect the Never Die people, too, because they were ambitious, alright? They were talking about, like, uh... I think their their white paper talks about creating like billions of VR jobs. Yes. Never die. Yes. 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 Yeah. literally, they said they're going to. The Never Die coins will lead to the creation of billions of virtual reality jobs.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, is, that, is that that stupid cooking game I got when I bought my VR headset and I was flipping burgers? <laughs> there in you VR. go. VR that's guy. what I want to do when I play VR.
0: I uh, I actually have a little infographic here, a little display of of how Never Die describes their uh their future. So in 1982 apparently the entire video gaming industry was only 11.8 billion dollars okay now Mm -hmm. powered by never coin in 2022 there's gonna be a trillion dollars of just virtual goods okay wow and then by using uh 100 billion dollars of never die coins you can like be part of this ecosystem what do you what do you think
2: uh no (laughs) i think this is utter bullshit Actually, if you go to the Never Die website, it's actually pretty hilarious. If you start clicking around, you'll see like your wallet on there, and you can see like all these avatars. Do you see that? It just looks like this weird, janky sci-fi game. All right, let me go to yeah, Never you, Die. Yeah, it's called NeverDie.com, and you just you just mess around on there, and like you can see
0: all these avatars for stuff like on the right side. Once you go to that link I gave you, I, I I'm looking at it. I have no idea what's going. On. So these are, I guess, these are all different c- currencies that you can have in in. uh Yeah. Oh. This actually I actually have a plugin called metamask and this actually integrates with that it's like coming up for me if you go if you click on your avatar you can like there's like multiple
2: races you can play i I, I don't know what they're trying to do here it, it just looks really weird and like none of these features on the left side are actually uh, active anyway but what's remarkable is these never that coins are actually worth some money there's uh, obviously they've went down since they became publicly traded but the entire all of never Die coins are worth about five million bucks not a bad track of change he made five million dollars guys there were nothing that's a current market cap. If they I code, they made a lot more. I don't know how the Icos work. Uh
0: so I'm sure everyone out there has friends, family, annoying siblings who are just going on and on about cryptocurrency right now. So I don't yes. I don't want to harp on too much about it. Suffice to say everyone has their own you favorite. Someone in chat is talking about Rayblocks. Ryblocks. I don't know what those do, but I'm sure they're gonna change the world in some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh
2: in a way I just can't wait for all the shit to like die down and crash. Because there's so many smug assholes out there right now. <laughs> Talk about how rich they're getting. And it's it's getting pretty annoying. Oh, and why? Everyone thinks they're a fucking genius. Because you're not getting in on it? <laughs> no, no. Everyone thinks they're a genius right now with uh with, with, with what crypto coins are doing. But nobody even understands this shit. Nobody talking about this stuff. Like, maybe 1% of people understand how the blockchain actually works, how this technology actually works. Everyone's in it to get rich quick, all right? Yep. It's it's r- ridiculous. All
0: right, so I I take it from you, Omar, that... In your view cryptocurrencies will not be some kind of universal currency no. in gaming okay. and
2: definitely not in gaming there's no benefit i don't understand like, if you look, i'm looking at this game credits page it's so stupid they're saying like uh, all, all these virtual transactions are, are fraudulent and that's why the developers want to use them like, I, I get that like the benefit for a developer to use any virtual currency would be like there's no chargebacks right because there's no there's no refunds But the reason like refunds exist and chargebacks exist is to protect consumers that's a huge benefit to consumers if your credit card gets stolen and somebody buys like a shit ton of mesos and next next cash with it like you can just get a chargeback because it's not you know you didn't make that purchase So there is a benefit for people to you know to use credit cards and for developers if they just say tough tough cookies we're not giving your money back It's, it's just bad business anyway and like i don't see any benefit for players if you look at the actual benefits page they say higher deposit limits no restricted deposit limit. You can deposit as much money as you possibly want in your game credits wallet The advertising like if you want to be a whale and spend a million dollars you can easily But who who is running to that problem? where like I'm at my credit card limit I can't spend any more money this week on a game of war like who's that who
0: is that affecting? Uh, I think you'd be surprised No, there's very few people that's actually you know impacted on the deposit limits. There's I got, no benefit to this shit I got it mistress coin. All right. Let's say your wife checks up on the credit card statements and bank statements and you need a way to pay your mistress and buy your mistress fancy things and take her out to dinner see if you use mistress coins now yeah, i have this problem please tell me more no except i'm should the- really cool. to buy my mistress things and i just can't find the time <laughs> all right we got to mine some and you, you mine them by, by uh cheating on your spouse that's how you mine mistress coins all right if that makes sense boy tell me more <laughs>
2: All right, here's what I actually like, though. Uh, the Because of the universal currency amongst games, I think it'd be really cool. But it's impossible to work, because imagine, like, imagine Gil, you're in Final Fantasy, gold you're in World of Warcraft, is universally, like, accepted in every MMORPG, whether it's EVE Online, yeah. in some kind of exchange rate. Like, some, some official exchange rate that uh, that Blizzard works with CCP, they work with uh, Square Enix, they work with, fucking, life and there's an exchange rate between currencies, and it's handled, like, uh, on some official exchange. I think that'd be really cool. If you can just move your money and assets in between games. That's
0: more. less, less likely to happen. They're never going to cooperate.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it can't happen because they won't cooperate. The only way to do it is if you want to sell it for cash and buy it, Cash yeah. for those games. Yeah. But I just think it'd be cool if you did have some kind of universal system like that, which I think would be beneficial for players. But all these crypto bullshits, whether it's cry cash, whether it's uh, game credits, whether it's Never Die
0: Coins, it's all bullshit. It's stay away. <laughs>
2: stay the, as stay the far I, away as possible. Well, I, I have a
0: great tweet I want to show you guys here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... the. This guy says the Bitcoin bubble is even more absurd than you could possibly imagine. And the highlighted text here says, but his main hobbies were reading 4chan and buying vintage pornography, (laughs) passions that exposed him to cryptocurrency. He said his holdings are into double digit millions now, but wouldn't give a specific other than saying he quit his job and started a hedge fund. (laughs) What? Next week. Okay. Quote, when I meet people in the normal world now, I get bored, Mr. Hummer said. It's just a different level of consciousness guy went this guy went from sitting in his underwear reading 4chan and collecting vintage pornography to thinking he's like a fucking you know like demigod or iq (laughs) demigod what the fuck i love i love the internet
1: i have read a lot of uh shitposting green text that's just like that like uh (laughs) still sitting here shitposting having bought bitcoin years ago and forgetting about it and (laughs) now i'm a millionaire and you guys are still
0: here too oh man good stuff i'm sure you know what I can believe that there's someone out there like that. Yeah, yeah. People say it's trolling, but you know what? It's definitely possible. If Omar and I just kept what we mined, okay? You would never hear from them again. <laughs> you would never hear from me again.
2: That's true. <laughs> I actually want to share if I can find... Um, some, I have an email, an original invoice for Bitcoins I sold, and it's really, really embarrassing, but I want to share it because I think
0: it's pretty funny. I got, I got to dig for it, though. It's going to be a little, little right, dig. While you're digging... uh. There is actually a fun app on uh, on uh, I saw it in the App Store yesterday. It's called Sweatcoin. I don't know Gumball, have you heard of this one? Is that does that have to do with Entropia Universe? No, you no, no, no. That's what? No, it it works off your you know how your phone tracks how many steps you take. Sure. So this app you run it in the background. You allow it to access your you know stats like your walking. Get paid to work out? Is that what you're gonna yep. tell me? Yes. As you walk, okay, it, it you generate sweat coins, which you you can use to buy like things like a Fitbit like running sneakers it's who's legit. accepting this no no within the app you can use these i guess it's a promotion like fitbit's doing you know like trying to okay. like yeah,
1: yeah I, I they're, they're doing it, cool. it to, to yeah. share it yeah, it's a neat idea
0: it's right. not gonna
2: i don't think it'd go anywhere but it's, some, okay. it's
0: number one in free apps right now globally
2: wow yeah. wow. wow people that's... want their uh people want to sweat for them coins i uh, joshy cool, like, somebody has it <laughs>
0: All right, guys. This is this is our uh, this is our bill of shame right here. Our slip yes, of shame. This is,
2: my, this is my this is this is the biggest regret right here, boys. <clears throat> Explain what's going on here. So this is uh, just an order history that shows I sold twenty five bitcoins for three hundred three dollars at a unit price of twelve dollars and
0: fourteen cents each. And how much would they be now? Uh, two hundred fifty grand. Two hundred and fifty grand, boys. Right here, order <laughs> history confirmed. Gone.
2: I got three hundred dollars for it. It would have been worth over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, sucks to suck. Oh, well get pwned. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. It sucks to suck But damn that's 250 G's think oh, I get all the maple bitches. All right <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sitting on the most swag fucking maple chair. All right. Well, that's that's damn our that this is
0: our story of a bit- Bitcoin guys So
2: yeah, all I right. want to you know what?
1: Listen, hmm. all this Bitcoin and maple bitches talk. I want to know what's bitches. what's going on guys in
0: the MMO. Oh, MMOs. Universe. All right. Let's go
2: back to the RPGs, all right? get the cryptocurrency bullshit out of here. All, right, there, all right. right, we're done
0: with crypto. We're done with crypto. That's
2: do good. Right. I want I want this, this one. is like this is like uh, you got
1: to, um, like I'm I'm back in class. I don't know what's going on. I ain't reading the
2: syllabus. What's happening? Right. I want to tell you what's happening with this game real quick. So I looked at the alt, you can show it on stream. Yeah. We, we shut down. We, we, we'll go with Divillion shutting down first. All right. I, I doubt any of us were really excited about Divillion, but I actually really like their shutdown notice because I know you know you've seen plenty of games shut down Gumble in your in your good old days with most. Sure did. And all those shutdown announcements read like we regretfully inform you that you know with much sadness that this game is shutting down. Right. They all start that way. Right. I Every mean, one of those shutdown announcements. But these guys are fucking geniuses at Devilian. All right. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't sad. They didn't apologize that the game is shutting down. They basically said, you, you players, you won the game. So their announcement reads an important message for all the civilians. You have harnessed your inner strength to vanquish the demons throughout Nala, saving it from utter destruction. We thank you for bringing justice and peace back to these ravaged lands. The time for the civilians is drawn to a close. On March 5th, 2018, the sun will set over a peaceful Nala for the last time. The time has come to lay down your arms and carry the laurels of your victories with you to other worlds. So basically, evil cool. is defeated, yeah. and that th- we turn the servers off because there's, there's no need to play Devilian. You kill the main bad guys, game over. <laughs> GG, you save the world. I DeVillion love it. team. I love it. it. It's actually like really, it's a fun way to close the game off. You know.
1: I like that, and I liked. I gotta say, for better or worse, I did like Devilian. Wow. I played man. quite a bit of it. Uh, I don't really remember. I wrote the review. Uh, I don't remember it too much. I remember, my character was beautiful. <laughs> uh, this guy right here, I'm just looking, but uh, yeah, no, it was you know fun. I just hack and slash my way across thirty mm-hmm. levels or so
2: hmm but yeah, game is dead, no surprise the the oh, mobile wow. game is also dead, and obviously the guys making it blue hole are, are focusing all those en- energies and efforts, like why would they have any staff working on DeVillion when they could work on PUBG, Gumball, did you know, did, did you money. remember that
0: that uh, blue hole was a developer uh, I didn't actually, uh, no, yeah. I actually had no idea Bluehole was a developer. I don't remember that. <laughs> so they have they have a bigger fish to fry now. You know they're working on uh, PUBG. They don't time for this uh, this minnow. Which actually. No, think... they need to print the
1: the sweet money, and they need to. That means they're they're very busy not stopping hackers from ruining PUBG. <laughs> they're very busy just counting their cash. Their Benji
0: rolls. Their Benji rolls. <laughs> I have a, I have a similar story to this one. Um, mm-hmm. Paragon, I don't know if you remember that one, Gumball. Mm-hmm. It's having a... MOBA. I despise it. Go ahead. Indeed. It's having a hard time. Uh, last week, the uh, the development team, they put a very frank post on their subreddit saying, basically, guys, we don't know what to do. This game is not growing. Okay? It's uh, basically a waste of our money and resources. And on top of that, Fortnite was a way bigger success than we imagined. And basically, that game requires all hands on deck to like just keep the servers from blowing up, Right. So mm-hmm. they've been diverting a lot of their developers and talent to uh, Fortnite, and that's leaving you know Paragon barren. And uh, they actually reached out to the community. They said, you know, what what should we do? Uh, we're not shutting the game down yet, but updates are going to be a lot slower. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, they're basically saying, you know, what, what we don't we're out of, we're out we're out of plans here. We're out of options. What do we do? At least they were honest. Yeah, Forward. that's yeah. very nice of them, actually.
2: I, I like that as well. They they reached out to the Reddit community, their player base, saying basically like, we're out of ideas. What do you got? it's kind of you know they're probably leaning towards they want to shut the game down and it, maybe they see a really good idea from uh the player base they might implement it and actually they did implement uh an idea about fortnite what i think we talked about it last week but somebody posted like an idea for like an area they can add to the fortnite map and a name for it, and they literally added it like in a few patches later like literally what the guy suggested on reddit so they are open to taking feedback from their players so it's cool that they're actually reaching out and do- doing that most games just you know kind of shut down on their own without even giving a shit what their players think
1: <laughs> or they sit around in denial and then blame <laughs> the rest of the industry or some conspiracy for where their game didn't do well lawbreaker <laughs> lawbreakers <laughs> law <breakers.
0: Yeah,
2: laughs> law, law blame pubg it's so stupid
0: so yeah we, it's mm-hmm. so okay here's a question for you guys on the panel do you think uh, unreal epic should shut down or at least suspend development on paragon to focus on fortnite i say yes
2: they have to there's like there's no like I I get the game as fans but like Fortnite has two million concurrent players in North America and Europe like this is the game like they're going to put all their money there because that's making that's making all the money it's got all the players and Paragon just is not able to maintain players they, they said they can't retain people people keep quitting they they've changed the game so many times already but it doesn't work when something doesn't work you know you've got to shut it down that's it you gotta you gotta take it out back and shoot it well, as they say okay couple oh of
1: is, do they still say that they still. <laughs> I better be careful. I remember my dad said that to me once, but luckily I got away. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the right answer is uh, shutting down or not, but I do want to point out that I very, very vividly remember something that you said, all tight almost two years ago. It's fun having me back. I remember you said that Paragon was nothing more than a demo for Unreal Engine for Epic. And um, I still wonder if that was uh, true or not. But I want to point out that if that was true, they sure as shit don't care about demoing Unreal anymore because they got Fortnite now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the money's coming in, and it's hot. I don't know, I don't I actually, I think it would be cool, I think when a game suffers, I think mm-hmm. the cool thing to do is to turn it over to the community. So uh, my only example is Natural Selection 2. Um, play, what's the studio behind it? Uh, they Unknown wanted to Worlds. go into not- Subnautica and a couple other games. Yeah, yeah Unknown Worlds I think is right. And so what they did was they stopped developing the game, and they gave it to the community. And then a community team took over and started uh, developing the game. And, and, you know, it's still going. You know, it still has support for a small, dedicated community. So I think it's unfortunate to take a game completely offline. If you have a mm-hmm. community that loves it and sticks with it, uh, why not turn to them?
0: I think that's uh, the, a really cool thing to do, and I wouldn't mind seeing that happen more often. Actually, that's a good idea, Gumble. And uh, Unreal is Epic is in a great position to do that because their other game, Unreal Tournament, on the same launcher, is basically some kind of open source slash community driven game, mm. and it's not doing that well either. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys why it's not doing well and why Paragon is not doing well. I said it's an engine demo because it has no character, and it has the same problem as Unreal Unreal Tournament on the Epic launcher. When we played that game, it felt just generic, right? Yeah. Super now, wh- now, why did Fortnite succeed? Because of those cartoony graphics. It has style. It has it has sure. ca- as attitude. When attitude. I look at I'm looking at this Paragon video, okay, and it it's just the most bleh thing I could think ble- of. Very beige. Yeah. Very be- exactly. Just beige. It's like it's like those old towers. You know those PCs, beige towers.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know you need, Well, you need- it's like it's like the uh, it's like the epiphany of gaming up
1: through the late 2000s. These meaty serious edgy characters, the Call of Duty, the halo it's like halo man. I don't know does yeah. that make sense to respect all these characters there was like a, a period of time where all these big studio games and they always have the same box art with the guy in his backs turn he's looking over shoulder like this. It's the <laughs> crisis box art exemplifies <laughs> it. It's like big meaty people slapping their meat against each other. <laughs> that, that's it I think of. and you know what, some people it appeals to them and I get it, but it may be that
0: a general audience just tired of it so it doesn't look like his character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. It just But I am very happy that they're doing well with Fortnite, and I think I personally think Fortnite's an amazing game. I know a few guys mm-hmm. in chat were uh disagreeing, but it runs buttery smooth. Um the pace of development is much faster than PUBG's right now. They they're adding new items, new like map edits very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh I uh, I don't know if you were here for last week, but basically Epic said Fortnite is the biggest game in the western world right now. So I've heard. Yeah. So you came into our Discord gloating about that as we were playing PUBG. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said, Hey guys, guess what? I know you're playing PUBG, but it's not even the biggest game in the world, you <laughs> the, losers. Sounds, <laughs> he, said too, he said that too. And then and then he sneered and he's like, You guys are fucking losers.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Play Fortnite, you losers. Okay. sounds so exactly what they would do. Yeah. Alright, well there, there it is. Uh, all right, over. you can take the next story.
2: Alright, this is, this, this is a fun one. Uh, Actually, this is actually pretty, pretty good. No, this is um another try on Worlds-related one. Uh, Rift is launching a new uh subscription-based oh. option. So wow. this is actually kind of cool. So this game is actually pretty hilarious because they're launching a subscription server. And it's hilarious because they've literally gone full circle. For those that don't remember, this game launched a subscription, it went free-to-play, then they made expansions buy-to-play, and now they're going back to subscription. <laughs> they're, they, they fucking, they're throwing their darts everywhere, okay? They've literally tried literally everything. I don't know it's pretty funny. Wait, wait, wait. So is this
1: a separate server? Yes, this is a separate is server. It... and it's not gonna have the cash shop
2: they, No, they, co- are you kidding? Of course you have a cash shop. <laughs> come on. Oh, I'm sorry. There's, there's no loot boxes though There's no loot boxes, but they will have cash shops and they will sell cosmetics So the only thing you're, you're avoiding is is all the pay-to-win stuff all the stuff You you know in-game content besides it's just cosmetics is what they're
1: gonna so what you're saying is time is a flat circle and we're coming full circle Wow yes. Somebody, exactly somebody it.
0: watched that movie. What was that movie? Which movie? With the circle aliens, the squid aliens, the calamari's
1: You know what's it's sad is I, de- I, defended that movie. I couldn't remember the name. So yeah, was it was well, Arrival. It was arrival. arrival. I, liked it. I really enjoyed. It. I do think it was a great movie. But we don't need to go there again. We could, we could just rehash the old
2: podcast, whichever number it was. You know, what I think these is... guys. Um, I mean, it's. I think, I think do pretty well because of the progression server, not so much because of. You know the fact that it's not gonna have the the loot boxes. And then we talked a couple of weeks ago that they were selling hundred dollar loot boxes at one point. So Rift got a lot of flack for selling hundred dollar loot boxes for their game, for these rare <laughs> mounts. That's a
1: bit that's a bit absurd.
2: But yeah, I, but these I agree it's absurd, right? But like, if the, the those hundred dollar loot boxes, they only they gave away mounts, right? These special mounts in the game. If you're a free to play user, like there are things Uh-oh. to be offended about, right? Obviously the game sells some some content, they sell some gear and stuff and other you know some pay to win stuff. But if they're gonna sell $100 loot boxes for for mounts. Like, are you really? Is that gonna affect you? Like, um, I mean, if you played Rift and they they a $100 loot box for a cosmetic mount, like, who? Yes. Do you the care? answer is
1: yes. I'm deeply offended. Okay. Right. That piece of shit should not be able to spend $100 and get a mount. I sit there and play 14 hours every day. <laughs> I shit in a bag. All right. I'm hardcore. I want the mount.
2: Okay. I want it. Then start some sperm and blood and go pay for it. <laughs> Donate sperm and blood, he says. I've, I've actually Donate turned around plasma. on this.
0: I've turned around on this. I used to not mind the cosmetics. Now I do. And here's why. If it actually stopped at cosmetics, I wouldn't mind. But I really feel like the developers are intentionally boiling the frog. See, they want to get you primed. They want the expectation to be there that a $100 item in the store is fine. It's fine. It's cosmetic. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And then you play for a year, two years. New people enter the gaming world. You know, new 10-year-olds. They're okay. Oh, $100 $100 item. Nobody's batting an eye, it's cool. Then they add, they put, you know, content in there or like the best gear, best in stock gear. And now everyone's used to it already. So now it's fine, no no problem.
2: So you're saying they're playing the
1: long con? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. So what you're really saying, what you're really saying is that lizard people run the MMO industry. (laughs) Where's Alex Jones? Get him in here. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it does feel, yeah. And that's why I said it's a full circle. It's like, okay. We're gonna we're gonna see how fo- how long and how for how and how far can we screw you? Oh, you don't wanna get screwed anymore? Oh, we're sorry. Here, start paying for the game again. We'll stop screwing you. <laughs> That's it, a- it. Is it is it does feel silly, and uh, and pretty funny. And uh, you wanna talk about what's killing games? Well, it sure ain't definitions. It's more like uh, shitty um, business model. strategic choices and business models and backpedaling, and. Uh, I don't. Know, I got
2: nothing else. Reptiles done. Reptiles are killing the MMO industry. Heard it here first, boys. The the
0: reptilian agenda. Rift is but, not the first game to do this, by mm-hmm. the way. Where um you know they go to free to play and then they charge you a subscription for their old game. Because remember, this Rift server is going to be a progression server, right? Right. Yeah. So basically, I think all these developers know. Look, we 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 forgot how to make good games a long time ago. Okay. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if you actually want to play our old, if you want to play our old game, you got to pay us. Everquest does this. The, the, the actual current servers are free, or at least have a free version, right? Yeah. But yep. the, but the progression servers, which are the most popular, they cost a really subscription. Popular. Yeah, they cost a subscription. Um, Allods did this, I believe. Yeah, other than the progression server, though, but it was just a pre it was yeah. just a you know a premium yeah, server. Yeah, yeah. They Never that model as well. Uh, so, Ragnarok right Online has one too. That's true. So I think I think all these developers are like, wait a minute, the people who actually knew how to make good games, they left these companies long ago. And these guys are just, they fucked it up so bad that nobody wants to play for free even. Uh, so they gotta start charging for the old game again. I
1: just want to point out the, the shift that's happened here. Uh, back in the day, you would pay a subscription to support the development team and content, right? <laughs> now, you pay the development team to not screw you over with $100 <laughs> loot box. You don't pay them to develop the game because they're not doing that anymore. It's like a blackmail
2: system now. <laughs> if you don't pay them, they're going to fuck you up there. ass. <laughs> Which is kind of sad because I feel like that kind of does defeat um like player morale to a degree, and yeah, I think you're right to a degree too that that a lot of this is priming players, you know, like for for stuff later on. Because I think for cosmetics, I think a lot of people don't mind, mm-hmm. but when people get used to that price point, they can start selling other stuff in there, and it does become that whether they intend to do that or not right now. Indeed, bastards. There was actually an article on on, on Game of Sutra covered it. Some like industry veterans came together and made a made a, a guide on like how to like do loot boxes, how to like be legit with your players, with some shit, and how to monetize your game honestly, like an ethical way to monetize your game. And basically, it says all the obvious stuff, you know, don't lie to your players, you know, be your players should
0: never regret what they buy, all that, all that jazz. I actually have a good story uh, for this. Hmm. Um, so this week. Camelot Unchained uh, raised some money. They raised seven point five million. Mm-hmm. And you know, beyond just the fact that they raised money, uh, the interesting thing to me was q and A Q&A he did on Twitch live. Uh, Mister mm-hmm. Jacobs, he's the guy who made Dayok, by the way, Dark Age mm-hmm. of Camelot. So in his Q and A, they asked him, uh, somebody asked him why he raised more money, why didn't they do more crowdfunding? And he said, look, we had the option to either do more crowdfunding, sell more like founders packs, but he said, I don't want to sell like castles and like flying mounts or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. I want to make the game charge a subscription and that's it which i respect that that's interesting yeah gets my respect he was same. also a graceful man he did not insult other developers he just said you know we have different ways of doing business but i i'm going to do what he didn't want to do or i'm going to insult the other <laughs> developers i was just thinking the same thing oh well, we'll insult them for you don't worry no somebody in chat on twitch at the time mentioned crowfall okay so i'm going to bring up crowfall oh he, no you know, what's happened with crowfall well they're just they're just they threw morals out the window and they just basically, they're charging like $5,000 for castles, $1,000 <gasps> founder's packs, all that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, they've been doing that. Yeah, but here's the beautiful thing, which I never noticed before. I don't know if this was here. Perhaps it wasn't even there. Uh, Oh, no. Did they get rid of this since like the yesterday? Oh, man. They yeah. might have actually got rid of their uh, store. Crowfall store. Just explain it then what okay I, what you saw. so if you guys remember the old on, on podcast we've showed it many times too they sell like castles for five thousand, uh, yeah. all this stuff and next to the buy now option there was a red button that said lay away they took layaway options for their founders packs and like pre-sale like items ew i thought that was insane it's
2: like why would you lay away it's like it's not like these these are like limited quantity you know these are these are literally digital goods
1: can I point out something weird about their website? I'll put it, I'll send mm-hmm. it to you. This is the type of image you expect to find on a website that sells leather phone cases. Not,
2: not a game. <laughs> where it shows you the acceptable payment method. Oh,
0: exactly. That's
2: <laughs> weird! <laughs> I found it by the way, I looked at you. Oh, where was it? I just look, yeah, you can lay away your, your $7,000 castle. You want that 2017 Imperial Palace? I want a 2018 Imperial Palace. Oh, so Imperial they do Palace, still have that, right? I just couldn't find it. Yeah, oh, Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. So you can lay, you can you can get a layaway option for that Imperial Palace for only one thousand dollars down. What a deal,
0: boys! Who, who is doing this? Like who, who who um contacted their support team and said, "Listen, I really want the seven thousand dollar castle, but I work at McDonald's, so I, I need I need I need payment plans here. I need, <laughs> I need to pay for this castle for the next five years." <laughs> How long
1: until Crowfall offers the knife? Uh, Selling uh, budget in which they sell you knives that you then go and sell door-to-door in order to buy yourself a castle
0: I like it. I think it's amazing that they they can sell this It's insane. I
2: I can respect that that pay-to-play model. I think there's a lot of nostalgia and a lot of uh, Reverence now for especially with how games are monetizing the old model was very straightforward You know you pay your monthly subscription you play the game and things have definitely gotten more more nebulous since then. And some games obviously do free to play a lot better than others. But I don't think it's fair to just kind of write off all of free to play as like some some cash grab. I mean, like I think uh, even a buy to play games have cash shops, even World of Warcraft has a cash shop. But there's always this kind of like expectation that it's Blizzard, they're not going to they're not going to screw you over, right? Blizzard's not going to sell pay to win shit in their cash shop. But they never have. So, you know, it depends on what company you're working with. I think with this Chinese company, you got to kind of expect it's going to be pay to win pretty much regardless of what they say. I mean, it's it's going to happen, especially in an MRPG. But Blizzard has uh, yet to screw people. Okay, that's all fair, right?
1: Yeah. But I wanna point out that uh someone said, uh, what would you do to fix things? You know, if they're broken, right? Yeah. You know, I see the posts, they're like, uh, you know, the genre's dying, blah blah blah. Okay, how do I, how do we fix this? Okay, here's the answer. Uh bring back subscription. Oh I, wow. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say bring back the subscription and you'll fix maybe you don't actually fix everything, but you'll fix a perception. And uh, perception is often much more important than reality, so uh, I say, bring on, bring the subs back, get rid of the loot boxes, and uh, get rid of this uh, BS knife selling tactic to make money to make your game. And I think you actually have a model for the genre.
2: I don't think people actually pay up pay up for the subscription though. I think with, I, despite I all don't
0: the inventions. Are- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, are you gonna pay for the Wild WoW Vanilla subscription? I am. Yes, I will. Oh, I probably well, will. All right, there you go. So there is a market.
2: Well, yeah, we're going to pay for sure. But I'm freaking uh, pumped. There's a lot of kids out there that don't have access to credit cards and th- their parents don't want to you know, give them their credit card. They play free-to-play games. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that just aren't willing look, to pay. they to pay, but they're not willing to pay. I was
0: 15 and I paid for a subscription. I didn't have a yeah. job. I feel uh, like that's a cop-out. If you are a kid and you're too stupid to, like, pay a subscription to your, figure you it out. Steal
2: your parents' credit card?
0: Too stupid to find it. No, no. Just, there's many so games? many ways. You can go to a 7-Eleven and buy a prepaid visa for 25 bucks. Yeah.
1: Okay. You can go to Costco, buy candy, and sell it when the teacher's not looking in class.
0: <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> that's what
2: We did. We made a lot of money doing that. Actually, I did that in tech and design. We made a
0: fortune. It was your computer club, all right? To buy a mini computer. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a fun story. I don't know if maybe it's post game talk, but um, yeah, yeah I, I think there is a market. I think the the trick though is you got to keep the development budgets, in in the, in the realm of yeah, said. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's not just one thing. I just. I want to take us there for
2: a second and then segue us the hell out. Yeah. Well, I think three, there's only like three games that are actually managing to pull off the, the subscription model today. Like you have World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy Fourteen, and like EVE Online. And the third one on that list is not nearly as big as the other ones. Like even like ESO has this buy to play model now. So there must yeah. be a reason other companies, they, they they're, all, they're all moving away from this except the legacy guys for the most part.
1: I want to point out that just because a lot of companies do something doesn't mean that anybody yeah. knows what they're doing. And my example, of course, is gonna—I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make time a flat circle again. Lots of scam coins out there. Lots of scam coins. Yeah. So, uh, they're making money. They know what they're doing. The guys made them rich. <laughs> they scammed They scam a lot of people. So is this is this when we announce? Are we gonna announce MMO Coin right now? <laughs> that's that's the big announcement. That's why I'm back,
2: right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. gonna
1: get rich off MMO Coins. All right, guys. PayPal all your money yes. to Sean at MMOs.com. And go. um, I'm gonna make MMO coin, and
0: mm-hmm. we're all gonna get rich. Uh,
1: gonna and get by rich we, I mean us. I mean, I mean all of us. I'm yeah. sorry. We
0: only, we only accept uh, payment in uh, Ethereum or Bitcoin. Things like there are no chargebacks. So there's no way to get your money back, and there's no legal. We do have a layaway option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, company's actually been working on that white paper for the past year. It's gonna, it's gonna uh, knock, knock the socks out of you guys.
2: What else you got for me? What else is going on in MMO versus... Uh, there's another big one. There's there's layoffs at uh at
0: my favorite, uh, crowdfunded game, Chronicles of Illyria. That's true. Uh, oh
1: no! Unlike no.
0: unlike El- uh, Camelot Unchained, um, Chronicles of Illyria, could not find funding. So they also went looking for a uh, investor or a publisher, and unfortunately, they came up empty. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to doll out the cash for them. Uh, and they had to lay off a few people. Now, they claim it wasn't that many, and they're going back to their previous level, yada yada. Uh, but if you couple this with the fact that they had to dump Spatial OS uh, earlier this week, mm. or last week, uh, things are not looking good for the game. They dumped Spatial OS? Wasn't that yeah.
2: their backbone? Yes. Yeah. And what was they the code argue like yeah. the,
0: the, 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 like the Spatial
2: OS is the fabric of our game. And like, the reason we can do all the shit we can do. like. The fabric that our game is built on was, tells me, one of the core technologies of a lot of the game to achieve scalability, and they pumped okay. that so much in the their fabric The fabric of a game is no big deal, <laughs> but eh, like, eh, we're not doing it uh, for monetary reasons, and they they ditched it.
1: Wait, so um, what's the other game that I don't? I just wanna, I'm just bringing this up just to make a point. What's the other game that's running on spatial? Uh, where you, um, world is river right? in the clouds. Yeah, world yeah, is, yeah. Is that still around? They're still doing it, right? uh just don't close right.
0: alpha you know no, okay, no i'm just curious
1: because yeah. to me that game always represented so i know we talked about spatialists so not to rehash what it is but mm-hmm. that game always represented to me what the engine was supposed to be capable of
3: mm-hmm. so
1: i just wonder maybe maybe it's too difficult to work with and they finally realized that like uh what two a year and a half after they they kick-started and in I terms think- of uh, chronicles
2: they say something like trying to fix all the problems within Spatial OS was too costly, is what they said. So they're blaming the engine and They're blaming of the, they're blaming the engine.
1: That's that's pro. That's definitely the way to go. You always, you never take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always blame somebody else. That's so you get ahead. That's how you so become I, president. So that's anyway,
2: that's what my elite team does. No, my the teammate's <laughs> over right?
1: Overwatch as well. Take a, take a cue from playing games.
2: Always blame someone else or blame the lag. There's something about this story which I, I don't like a lot, and I do want to kind yes. of mention it. Yes. And the, the Jeremy Walsh, founder of Skullbone Studios, basically said uh, that we basically he was he was he basically said that uh, publishers were trying to change his vision for the game. That's why he couldn't get a deal. All right. He said um, publishers were disinclined to take risks on an innovative game such as Chronicles of Valyria without changing the intended vision, with things like microtransactions, loot boxes, or other features that prioritize revenue over player experiences. So he basically is saying that I could have gotten a deal had I sold out. But because I love you guys and because I love my vision, I didn't sell out to the evil publishers because they wanted to change my game. But the reality is, I don't think that's true. I think he's, he's saying a lot to save face. Obviously, this is speculation. I don't know for sure, but it just sounds like he didn't get a deal because he was a very ambitious game with no experience making video games. I, I don't know how anyone's giving Chronicles of their money, but he, 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 he fooled a lot of average Joes to fund him. But I don't think he's fooling any publishers because these people are involved in the industry. They're not just gonna give money to a guy who's never made video games before.
0: I actually, nope. you actually have, I might have a point, only because this happened around the same time that Camelot Unchained was also speaking to publishers, right? Exactly. Yeah, and, and they're also a subscription game with no loot boxes. So why do they got funding? They got funding because uh, Mark
2: Jacobs, the guy uh, behind you know uh, Camelot Unchained, he actually has experience in the industry. He made Dark Edge of Camelot, he sold it to EA for over $100 million. He made money for his investors. He's got, you know, he's 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 done this before. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not his first rodeo. But Jeremy Walsh, this is literally his first time making this this game. It's insane that he's no one's giving money. And the fact that he blamed the loot boxes, it's insane because loot boxes were all over Reddit. They were all over the you know news, the game news about being evil and shit. He's just trying to capture that that hatred and blame publishers for trying to change his vision. Here's the reality: there was no deal. No one to give any money because they. This guy's never done anything before. And I don't think the game is in, in, in a state where they can actually show it off as like a playable product. And that's why you couldn't get money.
0: Actually, this I, actually, this story, uh, when you compare it to uh, Camelot Unchained, uh, it, it, there is something to we said about making your own engine. Because I think mm-hmm. one of the reasons uh, Camelot Unchained did get a deal is because they actually made their own engine. And uh, during the Q&A uh, and, uh, and the press releases, he was talking about how he had one of the investors in the office, right? And they put yeah. on VR goggles. And they, and then in their engine, right, you know, you can, like, build buildings, right? You know, they use it internally to, like, construct the terrain in their game. It's called Cube. Mm-hmm. Camelot Unchained Building Environment. So that part of the game is done, the environment builder. So basically, mm-hmm. what they strapped these VR goggles on his investor. The game is not VR or anything, but they just did it yeah. anyway. And then, like, look, you can build your own castles. And, the, and then the investor was just blown away. Whoa, it's so cool. All right, you got to turn it. <laughs> He's probably a 50-year-old guy. He's he yeah. using it for the,
2: first, VR for the first time. He can take my money.
0: You know, like, if you're... Um, if you're Chronicles of Illyria and using the Unreal Engine, right? I mean, investors gonna, investors are going to ask you, "What is proprietary here?" And you're going to say, "Nothing. We're using off-the-shelf. You know, we, we're basically using someone else's, you know, engine." But at least the on Chain guys are saying, "Look, do, even if our game fails, this can be used to make a billion g- new games, like or licensed." You know, that's a very good point. Yeah. I don't that's like a, Chronicles of that's very a, good point. Game's <laughs> never going to happen.
3: <laughs> never going to happen, boys. All right. Right
0: All right, I don't think so either, but uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll
1: happen, and it'll be in uh, pre-alpha for uh, thirty years, and uh, yeah, that's it. All
2: right. I, I want to give you—I I gave you the wrong link over there. I mean, sh- I mean, let me let me give you a quality link. off that I want you to share this to the stream, real quick. This 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 link right here. This is why. This this was the golden era of free to play MMOs. All right, look at this link. Uh-huh. I, want, I, I want to appreciate this maple story link for a second. All right. I know. This is back name. in two thousand and six. All right. This guy, he summons a Balrog in Kerning City, and he just kills all the noobs. I love that you could have done this in MapleStory back in the day. This is amazing. I remember this happening to me somewhere. Happened to me all the time. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. used to happen
1: in Ragnarok Online, private servers.
2: Yes, they summoned high-level monsters in town. Yeah, I remember that. It was a lot of fun. But it it was amazing. And this game was hugely popular back then. too. This didn't turn people away from the game the hardcore element like i think they allowed this because they want i think next time people to realize that you know this was a you could, this was a dangerous game shit could happen all right shit can go from zero to 100 very quickly <laughs> dangerous game right, dangerous. spontaneous yeah exactly and i think the spontaneous element of maple story and of these old school games whether there's ragnarok or maple story it, it was it was just a nice touch it just added more to the world you could just interact with the world in this way Obviously, it was a form of griefing to a degree as well. But it was, I don't know, it created memories that were very,
0: you know, memorable. Now I, that when I play a game, it's so like vanilla. I'm just playing a single player game for the most part. I'm going to contest your point that this was something uh, Nexon thought about. I think this didn't enter Nexon's idea. I think the old school MMORPG developers, they were real world builders. So they set basic rules and then they let the—they let them play out. And then they led to uh, fun, exciting, like uh, unplannable events like this. Mhm okay and too many games today are like, are theme parks where every step for the progression every step from beginning to end is kind of planned mm-hmm. and so you don't have this kind of you know uh spontaneous uh events or whatever you want to call them yeah, that's fair
2: when you plan it out a bit too much it becomes uh yeah. it gets boring it's yeah. got to be spontaneous it's got to be uh just just set the rules and let everything else kind of happen as it may yeah. This happened all the time in old maple story though whether you you uh, this happened it was it was it was fun. I just remember I've died to this many times And when you die you lose like hours worth of experience because old old maple story pre-big-bang. Yes. was the slowest thing in the world That's why I hacked <laughs> same till I got banned I got 10-year ban the maple server or OG maple for hacking and that 10-year ban actually expired so I can go back to my OG account Is that something a 10-year ban and when that happened like that's basically banned forever, right 10 years, but nope It's it, passed. It, it's passed. That's amazing. It is and I logged back to that character, and I was like, I was, it was like a little fifty uh, mage or something. And I was like, damn, this is my guy, it's my character. I'm out of Pretty jail, body. you know. The whole world changed, you know. It's like that scene in the Shawshank Redemption, you know, when you leave jail, you leave prison. The whole world is different. Yeah. And, <laughs> hard to readjust. Water, you know? I couldn't readjust, so I off myself. Oh wow. I, I, I didn't play that character anymore. I don't think that's what Andy did. No, that's what the guy, did, the other character did, though, in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah Redemption. he
1: did. He did sad oh you just brought me down dog I'm sorry I'm sorry all right great movie though great movie good movie yeah go see it <laughs>
0: all right I, I got a story about lb on online all right take it away so, I hope it's uplifting uh actually it's not sadly it is uh not doing so hot you guys suck <laughs> <laughs> so they had they ran the layoffs as well and these we have specific numbers for unlike Delirio one so they had a team of 50 uh and they went down. To thirty-one, from fifty to thirty-one, uh, they claim it's because uh, they they ramped up during launch to you know to handle the launch hype or influx. And now, as mm-hmm. the game has you know leveled off, shall we say, they are um, reducing back to pre-release levels. So here's a chart here I, I graphed. Um, I actually I, I stole from Reddit uh, showing mm-hmm. the active player count, active character count. So week two after release, it peaked about one hundred forty-eight thousand. And then it dropped rather sharply, all the way down to below 25,000, 19 weeks after uh, release, and that was around when uh, <laughs> the company said, "You know what? You can't track our players anymore." <laughs> that's never. I wonder why. That's never a good sign. <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys think about this one? Uh, I know Gumble. We played this like two years ago in like one of its alpha. Yeah. Ultras. Yeah.
1: They even gave me the uber gold tier bullshit.
2: Founder's
0: um, back, you got the best one. Yeah,
1: and uh, it didn't sway my opinion. I I had hope for Albion Online, I really did. Um, It seemed like there was something there, that if it was polished out when we had played it in Early Access, that it could have been a really fun world building, EVE fantasy RPG kind of driven game. And I guess that's not how it worked out. I don't know. It didn't catch my interest, and I went back to it. I think I was busy with other games. What is funny, though, and what I find kind of sad, is unlike the brute honesty of Paragon, we kind of get, what's the word, kind of walking around the edge of the, around the periphery of the truth here by saying that, you know, we had a successful launch, and this is normal and stuff. Yeah, of course, but you didn't hire those people and tell them, oh, we're going to fire you when
3: when, uh, the game levels off. You know yeah. that's kind of that's yeah.
1: kind of it's kind of unfortunate for the people that that came on to the project. Mm-hmm. Probably a real blow. Yeah. Um,
0: so I feel for that. Man, it's a total a total cop out, I think, because look, it is common in retail games, like big console. You know, you you hire lots of people, and then once the game is released, that's it. It's over. So you you can let some people go. Yeah. But with an MMORPG, it it's supposed to only grow from launch. You're gonna need. You should need more staff if the game is growing. Uh, you know more customer support more developers you know new content everything and they even said oh we're growing we're growing right now so they're lying about something you know if you're growing you need more staff 31 people can't run a growing mmorpg uh I remember Omar, you told me something about the the cost of running world of warcraft yes. just the customer support costs were huge right yes yeah so i don't know if you have the exact numbers uh but Basically, there's no way they're either lying. They're lying about the fact that the game is growing. They have to be. Like, there's no way uh, that it would make sense to you no know, lay those people off. Otherwise, actually, yeah, I, I got the number
2: from Kutak over here. How much does WoW cost to run since 2004? And that's up until um, for five years since 2004. So from 2004 to like 2009, 2008ish, they spent about 200 million dollars on upkeeping the game. Which, by the way, is, is multiples of the current development. Was the, was the multiples of the development costs for the game? And their biggest expense was customer support. I think we talked about uh the CEO talking about development costs for their games, and they talk about development cost pre-launch and post-launch. And most of the develop- most of the cost for a game comes after launch, not before launch. In fact, he I think it, it was either ten percent or twenty percent was was, bef- was during launch, and then eighty percent of the expenses for running the, is running the game after launch. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly what you said. You know, these MMO MMOs and online games, the expenses for running these games is, is basically servicing the games, adding new content. Uh, customer support, all that shit has to keep happening. If they're, if they're scaling back now, it's it's a pretty disingenuous reason. For, they're scaling back because the game is losing players. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Not exactly. because they're adjusting to post-launch. No. Yeah, just but, losing players.
0: Yeah.
2: Also, can you scroll down just to the
1: video? Just to the. Oh sure. Okay, here's the issue. Uh, never trust a man with a nascent mustache ever. A
0: nascent mustache. What <laughs> never,
1: all? ever. It's this is the lesson you got to learn. Look at that. <laughs> he's gonna go home that night. He's gonna shave it right off. That's as much as he lets it get to. Don't
0: trust him. Yeah, but to be fair, they are still developing the game. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it is buy to play. You don't need a subscription. There is a premium okay. subscription if you want it, which uh, I don't want to get into. But it's basically a mandatory premium subscription. You gain yes, you gain is. skills at triple the rate or something. It's like absurd.
1: yeah let's not hash that one up you want to fire up that grill cook (laughs) up some steaks
0: yeah it's it's, go around and around it's actually the least generous buy-to-play model i've seen to be honest
1: yes i'm going to agree preliminarily
0: (laughs) (laughs) well there it is though i hope uh if you guys are still playing it you're enjoying it it is very different uh it's Mm -hmm. all pvp it's just a huge gang fest and i've i've for years i've been waiting for a medieval eve online cuz eve is way too abstract for me i know gumble you played it a lot more than i did i did i d- it's just too abstract for me I, I still like it why
1: why because i don't know <laughs> i never got into the corporation stuff i was always a solo player which is a which is odd mm-hmm. uh, what do i like about eve i i just i have a love of excel that i can only express in space
0: <laughs> all right fair enough
1: you want to, you got, Eve is your Excel skin, all right? Yes, I like zooming all the way out and never seeing myself in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. I, have, I have I have another funny fact about Albion here. So back when the last time we could get their player numbers, right? Um, so it's supposed to be a PVP game, right? Basically, all there's almost there's almost no PVE content in this game. Yes, minimal. And despite that, okay, these are the number of players that actually gained any fame killing doing PVP. Okay, so when the player base was down to 24,000 only 6,000 of those did any PvP whatsoever mm-hmm. so, so this shows me that even a, in a PvP only game only 25% of players are actually interested in doing any PvP so the, I think this this has shot my hopes that we'll ever get like a PvP themed MMORPG again so for that reason Crowfall and Camo Unchained are both in dire straits IMO because they're both PvP only kind of games
2: or you could argue they did the PvP poorly, or it was very limited what you can do with the PvP. I mean, the game as a whole, Albion, there was stuff to do, but it was very grindy, and it, there wasn't a lot there once you scratch the surface. Because I, I, we played Albion at launch, we played like for the launch week, we played all week. We were addicted to that game for the first week, and it kind of just dropped off because once you, there's no such a discovery in that game. You figure out everything in the first week. Like the first day, you figure everything out about the game, and you just figure out, okay, now I just gotta keep grinding. Like there's no. There was no discovery, there was no central accomplishment as you kept playing. I don't know, it was just... I think it was the game more so than the PvP model, but we have seen PvP-heavy games do poorly. Including all the re, re, you know, relaunches for Darkfall. There's like two relaunches for that game, the PvP-heavy game, but it's it's not going to do well. Alright. Jeez, guys, bolster my spirits, please. <laughs> One more time, I'm going to bolster your spirits. I want to talk about monetization with a new game coming out, alright? Magic the Gathering Arena. Just explain their card, unlocking card system. So um, if you guys ever heard of Magic the Gathering, it's a card game. And it's they have a digital version coming out called Magic the Gathering Arena. It's their free-to-play Hearthstone
0: competitor. How wait, uh, Shadowverse competitor. Hold up, hold up, How many times have they made this game? Many. Into a dig- digital game? I feel like they, they tried this every yes, year.
2: Dozens of times. Yeah. They've done Magic the Gathering Online was the first one. It's still going. They've done Magic Duels. <laughs> and they've done probably at least two other ones in between there somewhere. There's a but console Magic one too. Free. I
0: remember years ago. I saw a commercial for it. It was a console one. Yeah, they've done
2: lots of these. But this is their... I think this is going to be their flagship one. This could okay. be their head-on. They've seen Hearthstone, they've seen the light, and they want to copy that model, right? And what's weird is like they're saying they're going to be very generous with the game and be free to play. You'll be able to unlock cards all the time. You know, Every time you win a game, you'll be able to unlock you know, some bonus cards, up to 30 cards per day just by winning. You get random booster packs every week based on how many times you've played. And they're saying that they're going to be very generous with it, right? But... There's an interesting monetization decision that came into Magic The Arena, which I'm curious what you guys think about. Uh, there is no f- dusting system or crafting system. I don't know if you've uh, you played Hearthstone. No, he but has. you know, Nope, still so never. Really I'm glad right. about that. It's a card game where you know you get few packs and you can actually disenchant the cards you don't want and you use that as currency to make the cards you do want. Right? Shadowverse does it as well. It's a pretty standard system it's in card tutorial, games. Yeah. yeah, you basically just tear up your cards and then make new cards with them. And it lets you, you know, if you want to make a specific deck, the crafting system, the dusting system, allows you to do that, really, pretty, pretty easily. You know, because you're missing that one card, you can just make it. You can craft it yourself giving with the shitty cards you're never going to use. So Magic: The Gathering does not do that, and their reasoning behind that was that they don't want you. They don't want to see. They want. They want you to collect cards. They don't want to see you destroy cards. Is their reason? They want to see you buy packs. Okay, gotcha. That, that exactly. That's the real reason they want to see you buy packs. They want to
1: see them that fucking credit card process. Yeah. Let me get that money, baby. You ain't
0: disenchanting shit in Magic: The Gathering. I actually. Like this, I you do in Hearthstone. I don't disenchant because I think it's stupid. It's just a st- i hate, I hate stupid systems. Like you know, when we're playing paladins and we're just cards floating around for no reason. Yeah. See, I don't mind card games when you play cards, but yeah, adding a system or feature or whatever you want to call it to a game where it doesn't it doesn't cohere. Like there's no attempt made at coherence. It's just stupid in my opinion. And in Hearthstone, turning the cards into like dust and then crafting new cards with dust, it it was just a stupid concept. If, if instead there was an NPC you could just trade with, you, know, you trade him like, if you have a duplicate, you trade oh him and then you, and then you get the card you want back, right, and there's some kind of value there, that I would actually be okay with that. You're serious? I'm definitely are you, serious. Are you
2: real? Why, yes. who cares? The,
0: the extra level of abstraction.
2: The, the you digital can't... cards!
0: It doesn't, it doesn't. The game is digital. Well, I mean, the NPC oh, I'm sorry, They're not dust. Oh. It's binary code abstractly represented no. as dust. No, but I, 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 it, it's like an MRPG. I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to eat. If there's an apple? I, I want to be able to eat the apple. You know, like double click the apple. Oh, eat.
1: Uh, and by EPF you mean you want to go in. You want to press I to open your inventory, yeah. which is definitely immersive. No. Then you want to right click the apple and you want to click eat, and then you want to hear a chum-chum-chum-chum yeah. sound yes. as, your, as, yes. your, as your as your health yeah. goes up. Yes. Your character
0: makes no motion at all;
1: just stands look, look. there silently, just like yes. we all eat yes. apples.
0: Obviously, we can't. Nothing's perfect yet. We're not we're, all right. But if there's a simple in-game mechanism for doing something like this why couldn't they have an npc like you know hearthstone the, the, the cinematic it launches with where you're in the tavern imagine mm-hmm. in that tavern there were npcs sitting around and you can you can play them right you can verse them in a match or there's something you can trade with and then that, that trading system with npcs was ba- it, it effectively did the exact same thing as the current dust crafting system i would think it i would i would like a lot better
2: i think you are the only one on this earth that really that sees that as an issue yes because i think that's fine as long as it takes the same number of clicks yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, like- Sorry,
1: I didn't mean to interrupt so Go ahead. I was jumping the gun.
2: So when you buy card packs in Hearthstone or Shadowverse, you just kind of buy them in the store, right? There's no like NPC staying there selling them to you. Like, w- you want to see like if that you ba- want to see like a merchant behind a yes. table. And if- you want to see your, you want to see an avatar reach into your pocket, pull out some gold coins, drop it in his hand, and he like he goes to sure. the back and he pulls Why not? the card.
0: There's already an animation like they rumble and stuff. Instead, yeah. in that background when you're opening a pack in Hearthstone, right? The current pack, ba- if in the background there was like a, a goblin like trading like like selling you packs or something. Like uh, just just a still image, even. Okay, it, it would it would do a lot for me. No. Okay. This might Maybe. be the most fruitful discussion I've ever
1: taken part in. I have to say, I don't
2: think it adds <laughs> nothing. You, you you want this extra layer of
0: like it's not, it's, it's, the same, is fine. No, it's the same. It it's the same. It's the same enjoyment. It's the same effort, but it's more cohesive. I think it's a, I think it's I, important. I think I think they
2: thought about that, and it just came out like really jumbled and poorly done. Because I don't think I I can't imagine that making it easier. Because their current system I think, works really well with dusting Hearthstone and in Shadowverse, like yes, the card just kinda like turns into dust and you just from your from your library of cards you can see all the options for what you want to craft. Anytime you you, you want to interact with this goblin to trade him cards, you, you make making more complicated than it has to be. I think their system is actually marvelously designed because it's just so simple. Again it's for your card collection area where you already have where you see all your existing cards and you can see the gaps in the cards you don't have. On the same menu you can see how many of that card you have you can craft new ones. And your system would just make that harder and, and just less intuitive. It would make you happy, but 90 percent of players unhappy.
0: IMO. Uh, I am I Cobra. Uh, yeah, I, I again, it's a small thing. So how is Magic the Gathering doing? Is there trading or no? No I, no I don't think are so. Are
2: you kidding? Anything that is trading is open doors to scams. You yeah, can, yeah. And that's people that's that's get... hearthstone does that trading either, because it's scams. People, it's gonna people are gonna get hacked. People gonna get
0: hacked if there was if there was trading.
2: They're gonna trade all their rare cards for like a Pidgey. All right it's it's funny because they're their model for the for, for um, dusting if we had to use a traditional dusting system it would have limited our ability to be as generous with card rewards in addition we simply didn't want players to need to constantly e- uh, evaluate what to destroy we wanted a path for players to compile their collect to complete their collections but that's really it was a monetization issue i don't i don't think they're they're being honest framing that as a a design decision they want to make more money because if you're playing Hearthstone, you're playing any card game if you're missing one card from your deck right like one you just sometimes it's, it's critical for your deck, and what they realize is people are going to spend like 100 bucks on card packs so they get that one card they need. Without because in real life trading card games, you can trade, you can buy cards individually, actually, in real life trading card games on websites, but you can't do that in uh in Magic the Gathering Arena. If they want to be honest, they have to let you buy cards specifically without booster packs. You have to buy rare cards for a fixed amount, legendary cards for a fixed amount. If they want to be honest to that system, but they're not going to. They realize they can make more
0: money forcing Our, you to buy loot boxes. This is one of the rare occasions that we just fundamentally disagree. I do think I do see their points. rare. Yes, I think it's rare. So I okay, think because we're on such opposite ends here, I think. Oh, there's, on, I didn't. I didn't wait long enough. Go ahead, keep going. There's <laughs> such a super uh, disconnect for me with the concept of destroying cards in a in a in a collectible card game. Do you think
2: they gave any thought to what you just said, I, or did they, they just? I mean, I would hope so. I,
0: I can't read their mind, but I would hope they did.
2: But but, but do you not see the problem? You played you played Magic. You have played Yu-Gi-Oh. You've yes, played yes, countless yes.
0: card games. Yes. If you can't buy
2: individual cards, do you not realize it becomes nearly impossible to make a deck that you want without spending hundreds of dollars on new cards? I packs? didn't say I, you
0: can't. I should be able to buy. There should be like NPCs you trade with. I want to point something out here.
1: I uh, okay. So I used to buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards from mm-hmm. a bodega in a, in a town called Union City. And when I got cards that I had doubles of, I would go up to the bodega, and what I would do is I would take those cards, and I would just rip them up in front of the guy at the counter. And (laughs) I would go, give me more cards! And he would hand me a new pack. And I used to think, boy, I sure wish I could just turn this into dust, snort it, and then get more cards. (laughs) And I found out that that actually works, and I really appreciated the new mechanic. Compared to going over to the bodega
0: and ripping up the car, and I got
1: some fake god cards out of that one.
0: Wow! Yeah, the
1: ones from the third season
0: of the show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, hear, I hear that's how it works in uh, Dual Monsters now.
1: That's yeah. Dual Monsters is really just ahead of the game, and if you if you guys just play Dual Monsters like men, uh, you know. Well, I'm sorry, like people. Oh, Jeez. Yeah, this, this, this is why I got kicked off the show in the first place. <laughs> Please don't assume me gender. But <laughs> well, anyway, the. You know, I think that settles the debate. So, can I get some positive news for freaking sake? Come on, give me something. Oof. I'll
2: give you some, something positive. So, well, wait, well, there's, there's, hmm, up, nothing not uplifting, but there's a big update on the Final Fantasy 14. But I think a lot of people that plays Final Fantasy 14. No, but I, I, like Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, yeah. Right, there's, there's, you know, you know, what? I got some uplifting news for you. Some actual, Give me some uplifting news. Some uplifting fucking news. All right. Uh, somebody in Final Fantasy 14 did a world's first uh, this last week. They were, able, they were able to do the first 200 floors of a dungeon called Palace of the Dead by themselves. Now, by it's know, cool. world first by themselves simply don't sound very cool. But what's cool about this is that this challenge has been out for seven months. So this this is oh, over for damn. seven months, and not a single soul has completed it since um uh, till just now, which is actually it's been longer than that. I'm pretty sure it's been out since November Vanilla was like
1: that too.
3: Uh, over Vanilla a year. Final
1: Fantasy had the same thing with turn mm-hmm. five in um, the last dungeon, and it took... I remember, I remember when Worlds first happened for that, and it was pretty cool, because, you know, so many people had tried, and they would always fail, and yep. when there's always a challenge out of reach, and we've talked about this, yeah. you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about it even when I was in here, when there's a challenge that out of reach for all the players, it's something that anybody, everyone looks at, and they go, I can do that. I can be the one that gets that mm-hmm. first, you know? And that's that's awesome.
2: It's really cool. Actually, one of my buddies, um, Witchy, who, who has actually been trying to run that dungeon solo for a long time. In fact, they dedicated easily... 250, 300 hours running that dungeon solo over and over again. Yeah. they just I believe that it. Dungeon. They've, they're I think they're number five in the world. In, in wow. Italy. They got the floor 188. Congratulations. But 188, nobody remembers oh, number wait, five. No one remembers number five. Yeah. No one, oh, there's only one player that's ever got the 200 by themselves. It's just one player on it, Usami. I, 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 I got to say that. Are, are they Asian? U- Usagi Mimi on the Japanese server. Oh, of, course. of course. All right. A, ja- a Japanese player got it. But it's you know being number five is still pretty impressive and it's, it's, it's kind of cool that this challenge has been out for over a year but it's only been feasible since the expansion since the expansion launched because a class called red mage was the only class capable of really doing this mm. every other class is near impossible to do. It, was, it is practically impossible to do it on but i don't know maybe someone find a glitch for it that's kind of cool that's uplifting news and beyond that there's uh some 4.2 the big update for the game is launching on january 30th i linked uh, i think i I think was, I, was, I liked the video for it showing off their their latest trailer continues the game story adds new dungeons Actually add some Final Fantasy 6 bosses to the game. Ooh. Have you played Final Fantasy 6? Yeah, of Kef course. Kefka's in the game now. What? Kef hes gonna be a boss and there's Doom Train.
1: I hope, he's, I hope he train. looks like his model from Final Fantasy 6, but he's just you mm-hmm. know ten times bigger than
2: everyone else. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure he should be in that trailer somewhere. You should be able to see it somewhere I'm in there, pretty but... sure
0: Doom Train is the best name for a boss ever. Yeah. Is it just a giant train? I actually never played Final Fantasy Six. I played it, but I never got far. Wait,
3: mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah, this is this is a big update? I, I'm actually I have not been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV lately because I, I've cleared uh Omega One, Two, Three, and Four countless times, and this is gonna introduce the new tier raid content that should keep me busy for a while learning all that new stuff. I don't know I, I I really enjoy wiping and learning through raids, and it's I, I think it's a really fun okay. experience. So we need we need Gumble here for this. Okay, he's arguing.
0: Omar and I argued for days about this. Okay, um, so I settle it. Okay. Oh, one of those rare times when you disagree? Go ahead, please. <laughs> okay. Onward um, kept saying raid. Raid, 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 raid. In Final Fantasy XIV. So one time he's like, oh, watch me do this raid. So I actually watched what he was doing. He literally queued up for this giant floating circle with one fight, one boss, and eight people, right? That is not, in my opinion, that is not a raid. It's a boss fight. It's it's uh, it's an, inst- it's like some kind of queue. I would not call that a raid. A raid for me... Argue our definitions again. Like, you have to wind through a dungeon. You know, fight the, the lackeys before you get to the big boy.
1: I uh oh geez. You play Final Fantasy. 14, I'm, not that, I'm not arguing for a specific number. I'm not arguing. I did raid in Final Fantasy 14. There
0: you I go. Do he just think said
1: he raided. When, when somebody, but I was going through dungeons with a group of seven other people. I do want to say that the word raid, when I normally use it, I do think of a big party traversing a dungeon, taking on multiple bosses, yes. and at a single instance boss fight isn't something i would call a raid though i don't think it's wrong to call it one i think if we want to pick you know it's just arguing semantics but mm-hmm. if we wanted to pick a definition that suits you both i would say a raid is any time a party normal bigger than the standard party goes after a task so like doing an ifrit fight you know the last yeah. Ifrit fight his eight people that's a raid because oh it's a bigger God. party All so there you go uh, but, but when i use the word myself I I normally think of a World of Warcraft 40 man dungeon. I'm all tabbing up to play Counter Strike and unfollow while someone loots the core hounds, and <laughs> it's total chaos and it's a big mess and, you know, it's it's like this epic yeah. grand four hour excursion. Mm-hmm. But I understand if you want to say yeah, killing again, a it's all semantics, so you
0: can't be wrong here. But my point is, in Final Fantasy itself, they do have raids, don't they? So they have bigger parties, like 20, um, or something about 20 players? Yes. Okay. No, yeah, they're, yes. So there are 20, and then from what I understood, there are like trash mobs before the boss in some modes? Yes. So and those are, those are, those are their own thing. Yeah, but are so those are raids, aren't they? What, what do they call those then? Like What do you call <laughs> those? So what do you call those, you personally? Uh. Rads. Rads.
2: You can know, call those raids as well, sure. They're, they're okay. not, you know, separate, but
0: it's like one's a raid, one's not. They're, they're both raids. Okay, so if I'm if I'm killing like a, a a a level one hog with my friend, we partied, okay, and we're fighting the level yeah. one hog in the starting zone. Is that a raid now? Uh, if it's presented as a boss fight and uh, you can, okay, do it it's, it's a purple, it's, it's, it's a special.
2: Sure, it's it's a, got, yeah, sure, it's a raid. Okay, I mean, it is so, <laughs> it, doing dire mall, Why is dire Maul not a raid? Again, you, any like level level ten dungeon or something? Are those all raids? Well, students, I think
0: or? what Gumbo would say with the the larger than Claremont. size party, la- larger yeah. than average size party.
2: I think that i think that is you know that is, that is that makes sense i think a lot of games anytime you have a large uh, oversized party it can be considered
0: well i'm seeing doom train it's doom? literally just a train <laughs> it looks fun yeah. mm-hmm. all right i just wanted to uh, see where gumball stood on that glad we got that out of the way but basically
2: Thanks. i'm going to be going back to my my grind of wiping and learning and wiping and learning one new mechanic and stressing out and then doing this for a, a couple weeks and then and then I'll be done for the next batch.
0: The usual. Ubers to totally raid. Can Uber. you do Ubers with eight people? Yes. You could do. You can, up, a fun thing about Vanilla WoW was a lot of the dungeons, you could raid them. Nothing was stopping you from going in with like 10 people. But you only <laughs> really needed five. Like, I remember so many times we were doing um, Ubers or um, the, that one, Skolomance or whatever. We would wipe with ten people, and then with other groups, I could just do it with five. Because with ten yeah. people, someone's always fucking up. Yeah, exactly. It was just mm. fun, but it was fun that the fact it left it open for you to either do it with ten, fifty. Uber's just you know, you didn't need fifteen people for Uber's. You could do that with like one group. They changed it. Oh, they uh, did that? Okay. Yeah, Uber's went from fifteen
2: to ten. You know, I think early, very early on. Mm. I'm actually looking at the Wikipedia page for raid. Uh, for gaming and just have a mission in a video game in which a number of people attempt to defeat another number of people at a player versus player a series of computer controlled enemies in a player versus environment battlefield or a very powerful boss or term raid itself stands from the military definition of a sudden attack and or seizure yeah. of some objective. oh my god this is getting too technical. <laughs> I was trying to have a nice
0: you know back and forth about it
2: here's here's the more fun part if you scroll down there's a, there's a health risk for raiding <laughs> health risk on uh, wikipedia the fact that raids often require consecutive hours of constant gameplay leads to some believe that it is physically unhealthy activity 2003 study by the National Institute of Health found that playing MRPGs for more than 20 hours per week correlates to obesity and nutritional imbalance, <laughs> as well as increased propensity of bone loss and muscular atrophy. Oh boy! Wow! These M- concerns, M- it's, wow! M- <laughs> MRPs definitely
1: are detrimental to your health. I have sciatica in my leg, so what does that I'm mean? I'm sitting. It's it's like my muscle tenses up, and, and it's like a charley horse that you just have all the time.
0: I don't I'm know, feeling it right now. I don't know what any of those words mean.
1: You
2: don't know what a Charlie
1: horse is? No.
2: You have a horse, you name it Charlie.
1: Someone in chat helped me out. Does anyone know what a Charlie horse is?
0: A the Charlie hell? horse? What are you like? Yeah, Charlie- are you from like, the eight- are you from like the 1820s? Like come on! Boy, boy, sure, got a Charlie horse in my way. <laughs> what are you saying?
1: <laughs> it's it's on uh on uh what the hell? WebMD.
0: It's a real thing. Charlie real thing. I've never heard that word. That's the, the combination of words. A uh, cramp? I know what a cramp is. It's a cramp. Oh, then why did you, you say cramp? Then why you say because it's more than a cramp? Charlie horse? Oh my god. It seems I, like... wonder, I wonder where they got the, <laughs>
2: that name from. Tons <laughs> of bitches. Oh my god. It's a, it's a colloquial term in Canada the United States for a painful involuntary spasms of the cramps.
0: Colloquial. We don't
2: I don't know your slang for medical terms, that, right, Gumby, I'm that Sorry. That is some
0: like Midwest farmer like eighteen hundred shit right there. Eat shit, both of you. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs>
2: Uh, I've heard it, but I've never known what it actually was. I really? You heard it? Yeah, I've heard it before. I've heard it before. Thank goodness. I've I, was never never... Sure. I was never sure what it was.
1: I've never I never actually it.
2: bothered to inquire either.
1: Tell us how you got your injury. Sitting.
0: <laughs> Playing video <laughs> Literally <laughs> games. Literally sitting. So how do I, I, I tell?
2: The
1: fat... All right, listen. You know how gamers, they get... All right, I'm changing the conversation. All right. All right. All right, gamers get chairs, right? Gamers, there's those gaming chairs. Every single gamer with a low-cut shirt on Twitch has the same chair that mm-hmm. some sponsor gets for them. So, th- me, thinking that I'm going to save myself uh, and my back, because tall people have back problems, I buy the the most comfortable chair for overweight people that, that's on Amazon, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think you buy a nice, big, comfy chair for a big, like, fat ass, It's gonna it's going to have a lot of cushion. This chair, I've been sitting on this for a year and a half, I'm already down to the frame underneath. This oh, chair wow. is painful. I have no oh. idea how someone twice my weight can sit on this chair. I don't understand. Do those gamer chairs, do they, they, are they made of like, uh, astronaut material or something? Have you tried and a gamer chair, Gumby? I've never sat in a gamer chair.
2: Looks like you're not an official
1: gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that stupid, the thing with the back and it has the three holes,
0: it looks like a race car chair.
2: Are they, was it one called like, Need for a Chair? I think it said Need for Speed. Need for chair.
0: It's something stupid like that, uh... No,
2: it's not Need for Need for. I thought, I could have saw it Need for Chair
1: need for seat need for
2: seat oh that could be it that could be it this is what they look like this is need for seat USA yeah need for seat USA
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. I I, I don't yeah I think it's all marketing too Karina I'm sure they're comfortable
0: but do they last Look, they're so expensive $279 dude there's this one company that makes like super expensive chairs like $5,000 chairs what for like Silicon Valley like exactly I've
1: seen those office chairs uh, and they don't even look like much right they look like they're made of
0: aluminum yeah what are they called oh man it's a big brand that makes them all the freaking beauty pie
1: has a chair? That makes sense actually. Of course he has a chair.
2: There's actually a $1.5 million office chair. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go link you this chair. Maybe uh we'll we'll take a look. Their website looks disgusting.
1: Isaiah has no sympathy. Should have been fatter. I'm drinking, I'm trying. Uh,
0: this is the chair I want, guys. Look at the stream.
1: It's funny. Everyone's telling me that uh, bigger people have more cushion, and that's where I goof. And you know what? They're probably right. What is this?
0: It's like a dentist's office, but instead it's your gaming center.
1: Ew. That's embarrassing. If I went to somebody's <laughs> house and they had this, they, I they, would be disappointed. They're like lying moment.
0: down. They swerve towards you. Oh, come in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: What the fuck is that chair? <laughs> I envision that so easily. I know. Oh no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm with Gummy though. I got like this really big fat person chair. They're called Big and Tall
0: chairs. And it just kinda of envelops me and I fucking love it. I this is the best chair I've had in my life. You guys are chair princesses. I got like the hundred dollar it's the first one I saw at IKEA and uh that's it. It's still going.
2: No, I would I wouldn't trade my chair for anything. This is a quality, quality chair.
0: I think, I think Link you me get your it chair.
2: It. I, I gotta find it for you. If i, I right, like find me your chair. I'm i do for call, a new chair. I recommend this chair. I think like it will like a lot. But you should, if I look at them, you, make sure you sit on it first if possible. at you nearby office Yeah, 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 yeah. I will. Because this this was I pay like 250 bucks for this chair.
1: But yeah, I'm this one make. this this fat guy chair was about the same, maybe yeah. a little less. I think I got it on sale.
2: I, I can see myself with this chair for another like five five years easy though. Damn. This is the it's best. A good chair. chair. These are the conversations
1: that count. Because I'm telling you, when people play MMOs, you get you sitting. You're or you have a standing, standing desk. This
0: is one actually. I have a treadmill desk, guys. I uh, I jog while I'm reading. Yeah, you're an asshole then. Yeah, you know, when I'm playing WoW, I have to actually jog as my character jogs towards oh, the quest, to quest.
2: You gotta be immersed in your game, right? Yeah. If you're not actually physically moving, you just can't be immersed. But you know, gamers spend a lot of money on their peripherals. Like they buy the latest uh, $100 mechanical keyboards. You know, I got the $50 Razer. Uh, you got the mouse. Got the expensive like gamer monitor. They always spend money on their chairs that's that's, a, that's an important part of uh oh,
1: no they buy those their favorite twitch streamers gamer chair
0: <laughs> I actually have not sat on a chair that I actually think is worth anything more than the $20 folding chicago chairs Omar's chair mm. doesn't do it I need it to be I need it to be rock firm first of all and it has to be coming out at the bottom, you know, those like ergonomic ones that jut out. Oh yeah, there. yeah, yeah. If I can find the right chair, I'm willing to pay a thousand bucks, no problem. I just, I literally haven't found a chair worth more than five dollar picnic table t- chair. They're all the same to me. I got it. You know, like some
2: people, they do a custom suits. You should do custom chairs. Like, we Maybe We literally measure I don't know. Your, your, your your width. I don't know what mean And we we designed a chair to like envelop you. The chair that grows with you.
0: Yes. Ooh, organic. <laughs> okay. Sure. Like Omar, you try <laughs> my new organic chair. You try my new mattress right i, I like everything super firm like this this mattress is yeah. like a rock and i love it uh <laughs> if i could find a chair like that that kind of juts out properly and just just rock hard just sleep on the floor i used to yeah
2: wow good for I, you i cannot envision anyone using that, that chair in the background of, of the video right now like as no it'd be productive it's impossible
0: penny for a chair thank you for that one bit oh speaking of chairs i have a question about the industry
1: uh, and it's a question I wanted to ask uh, mm-hmm. for this podcast and that is where is Bless online?
2: Oh, or you actually It's it. actually it's actually happening. They released uh their their development map on Steam. I'm but so this, proud of them. This is actually the most misleading uh post on Steam because they called it the 2018 development roadmap, right? And and it was no there was no roadmap. <laughs> like you would think a development roadmap would like talk about some release schedules. No. Right. It's, it's, it's literally nothing. They just basically said we want to make the game better it's going to happen eventually oh but they stuck by know. the 2018 uh yes, release schedule 2018 right? sometime okay and basically it was more of like uh a developer talk where they just like they talked about what they want to work on and they basically just talked very uh ambiguous things like they want to make it more optimized they want to make a vertical progression horizontal progression uh, vertical growth and exploration for players. Oh, like, yeah,
1: I understand some of these terms. <laughs> yeah,
2: but, but they're, they're just saying things. Like, it's, I don't know. Talk is like, the people at Chronicles of Luria say things all the time, too. You know, after Creation, they say things, but doesn't mean you're going to implement it. Like, that's the hard part. Like, they're basically saying we make an amazing game. Like, whoa. Says that.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. It's
1: on Steam? It's going to yeah, be on Steam. Let's to Steam. Yeah. Okay, well, that made one smart move.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is a smart move.
1: Okay, cool. I have, you know, I don't know. I don't think they had to change much. I, I really enjoyed it uh, when we had played it. Mm-hmm. If I could only have understood more, you know, yeah. and the lag was horrible. That kind of killed it, but and the lag uh, I, okay, yeah. fingers crossed that they when they go to redevelop this, they are smart about it. That Neo was is smart about it.
2: Uh, they waste a lot of money on this. They're, I think they're up to $70 million plus on this game so far. Oh, um, it's, it's been a disaster for them, a financial disaster so far. I'm hoping they recoup some of that with the English launch I love the wait and see. They they got some of that back with Black Squad though. I don't know if you ever played Black Squad, Gummy. We should play that sometime. The Game. Uh, I don't dope. think so. It's like a, it's like a, it's a poor man's CS:GO. Yeah,
0: that sounds horrible. <laughs> Do you think the era of uh, like companies like Aria Games is just over? Because like all these developers can just self-publish now on Steam, mm-hmm. like Tria Savior did. You know, like, there's what is the purpose of those like third-party publishers? Um. They 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 fund invest
2: the development of the games a lot of the time.
0: Yes, but I'm talking about specifically ones like Aria, which are bringing over games for big companies. it's not like it's a studio. They 5 localize guy.
2: them. They localize them too. Like you know, with our area Games, they work with X Legend. That, that that's true. That's like, true. Wendy's company. They yeah. just they have a team. That, the Twin Saga got some of the best writing I've seen in an RPG, and just because how silly it was. You know, it was a lot of fun. All
0: right, all right. Staying correct. So there's some value there. Mm-hmm.
2: But otherwise, yeah, they go direct to the director's team. I mean, blesses. I guess they're self-translating too, themselves. But again, there's no roadmap here, unfortunately. It's just that they plan on working on the game is, is all they said. Maybe they
0: just label like a developer talk rather than a roadmap. Well, well, good enough for me. And mm-hmm. uh, So that that was the one piece of uplifting-ish news for you, Gumballs. There's, there's, there's a lot of down stuff this week, right? Yeah, a lot of down you know. stuff. Well, a lot
2: and, of downsizing, a lot of firings, a lot of uh,
0: and with, shenanigans. And with that, we're down on time for the podcast. <laughs> so we're oh. going to call it here for uh youtube and it's been a pleasure yes uh this was gumball's guest appearance uh hope you enjoyed he, he's
2: aged he's aged quite a bit if you can yes see his
0: beer. yes I mean, he's he he's, he's graying he's graying on us we kept him young boys we kept him young right, So it's, it's all your fault guys all right that's it guys <laughs> take
2: care all right later for uh later for you too
0: yeah